Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. Food Podcast. Happy New Year 2017. It's not around the corner no more. It's here, baby. Happy New Year to the co-host of the year. The best co-host so far of this year of 2017, Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, man. How you guys doing? Always bringing in the humor and the anecdotes <laughs> and the impersonations every day. Yeah, man. Oh, man. We had an awesome, awesome New Year's Eve Christmas party podcast last week. Man, Toby Hanks was funny, man. <laughs> I normally don't listen to our podcast, you know, again, because yeah. we edit it. Lisa edited it, and then we listen to it over and over. So I really like listening to them again once it's edited on iTunes, SoundCloud, you know, wherever you find podcasts at, you know. Yeah. So I listened to this one. It was funny. Uh, that fool was comedy right there. The fu- no, the funny part where Toby Hicks said, when we talked about the people waiting in line at Tamal Gate, uh-huh. you know, when the tamales went rotten, right there in Downey. everybody pray for Downey. Please pray for Downey. <laughs> and um, Chorro Central. What happened was, he said, and then I, started, I made that comment about, Wow, man. There was people complaining because they had family over, bro, from Mexico. They were cooking tamales, and they all went bad. 
And then this fool, nobody even listened to him, but he said, <laughs> man, how about that restroom, man? They only got one restroom. <laughs> Imagine everybody wants to have, everybody wants to go to a restroom from tamales and there's only one restroom. Oh, dude, you'd be out there in the back, dog, in the corner. And imagine they gave one to the dog. <laughs> He's outside going, I'm all right. <laughs> I bet the only one that didn't get sick was the dog. <laughs> and the cat, bro. Yeah, man. So, Happy New Year to everybody. What's oh, yeah. up, fool? All right, eh? Listen to it on Friday, people. <laughs> yeah, so. What's up, fool? Man, how, what did you do for New Year's? Uh, hung out, dude. Fucking uh, right there with uh, my lady, and then fucking said what's up to everybody. Nobody dude. knows where right there is, dog. What you got to do? <laughs> Riverside, dude. <laughs> at a house party? Yeah, at house the, Yeah, went went with the mouse said what's up, and then with the uh, Jerry and those guys to say what's up, and then we kicked it in uh, with uh, her family at the end. Yeah, dude. Well, you got did the New Year's Eve round. <laughs> so what you do when you have a lady? You got to show off to all your friends. <laughs> this shit. Fool. Last year he was at one party. <laughs> I can't leave this party, bro. What if the other party's dead? <laughs> when you have a lady, every party's cool. You got to show her off, eh? Now, now, you, now with a lady, you can go to all the parties. Because before you go to one party by yourself, you get, they give you one beer there, and you know who's going to be at the other party. But now with a lady, man, you can go to three parties because with a lady, you can make an excuse that we got to go away. Oh, that's, what, that's what's cool, dog. Yeah, man. One thing about having Party's a lady weak. during the holidays is, or anywhere is that you can just make an exit stage left. <laughs> now, you know when you've been with a lady and you go to a party that you really don't want to go to, you just, man, we're going to stay the 30 minutes tops. Here we got hand signals for each other. Listen, man, you hear me cough. It's time to go. And his lady probably goes, man, if I hear Deuce Tony Soprano once again, it's time to go. This motherfucking dog. You can't even take bong rips no more, dog. I know, man. I got to drive sober, dog. I know, man. You, you can't take a bong rip with your lady. She probably looking at you, man. You, you, you're going to drive buzz Remember? with fucking poison in your truck? You're practically a terrorist. Fucking hazard. So you over. walk into it. You, you, you crash into a bus station or a party with a lot of people with all that poison. No, man. You can poison everybody. We can poison the tamales. Because they be looking out for you, man. Like, like you're about to go to your go see your moms. They look at you like, you really? You got to take a bong rib to go see your mom? <laughs> Shit, give me one, too. Fucking handle a whole room of fools, dog. <laughs> Especially, man, like, when you have a lady, man, it's, it's good because when you go visit your parents, man, normally you wanna, they keep you there for four, three hours, or you got all of a sudden they're gonna give an uncle to a fucking ride to the hot fucking, to the airport for no reason. <laughs> like, Latino families, and you know, like, Latino families and most white families, black families who aren't rich, <laughs> and people who aren't rich. As soon as you show up, they give you an errand to do. <laughs> you like, ain't doing nothing. They give you something to do, man. Like you show up, what what happened, man? Felipe, oh man, we've seen you in a long time, man. Can you give your uncle right to the airport? <laughs> fuck that, man. Let me buy a ticket. Let me get the fuck out of here too. <laughs> I'm fucking errands, dog. So what's up, fool? We boarded slippers, bro. Uh, when you guys went to Vegas, we were going to Vegas, so we had to board it, board her. Where you her. guys? Where you guys went before? We left to with Trisha right there in Glendale and. She watches over people's pets when they're out of town uh-huh. for a decent price. Cheaper than leaving a baby. 
She's the only one that watches bunnies, like rabbits. It's, she has a whole room just for rabbits, and outside it's for, like, dogs. Uh-huh. Then cats, they get to roam somewhere, you know? If they're declawed, oh, they so, get to kick over the rabbits. Oh, okay, okay, so they won't fuck them up? So we get there, right? And there's two rabbits already there. They're, they're called bow and arrow. Uh-huh. They're white rabbits. They're, like, albino rabbits. They have pink eyes. Little pearls. Little white ones. And as soon as we get there... Um, slippers attacks their cage and go inside their cage and stomps and takes over their cage and blocks the door from them going in. Is that like a little signal? She had like a little rabbit threesome right there. <laughs> they were petting her, bro. After Licking she did her that? head and all that. You know, they were showing her, she, was, she showed her dominance to them right away. You know, I'm patting you guys. <laughs> Can I stomp you? I'll binky you. I'll binky you. Then we we drove to Las Vegas, man. Hell yeah, how was Man, it? It took six hours and 35 minutes to get there. So an extra two hours or something? Extra two and a half hours because of the holiday? I don't know, bro. I took two naps in the car. <laughs> You're a good co-pilot. At least I was driving the car like large Mars, bro. This <laughs> Mean Pee-wee reference. And I passed out. Passed out. And how Woke was it? Woke up, we were still driving. Oh, damn. It's far, man. Past Barstow trip, and all that shit. That trip... That's how like, you know, like Baker. That's how you know you get you like you've been in this earth a long time, man. When you start talking about um, the ride you to take me four hours. <laughs> that's when you hit like over thirty nine. You know, you start talking about how far shit is now. <laughs> Imagine it took us when I was like, when I the last time I went, it took me like four and a half hours, no traffic, and. I'm pretty sure anybody older than me, like my dad, but not before that trip will take two hours. <laughs> God damn. That shit never took two hours. Stepping on it, dog. One time um, a guy said that he made it from Las Vegas and back home in three hours or two. And two? I don't know about two. Yeah, bro. I was on a Mustang, dog. Like, <laughs> that fool? To LA? Because, dude, like, for my house to um, Las Vegas is four. LA to there is five. So you guys did an extra hour and a half. You can't do it that fast, fool. You'll get stopped. It took three hours, three hours and a half from Pasadena. Oh, really? To get to Barstow. Oh, you guys took the 210 and cut it up this way? Oh, yeah. that's why. I'm thinking just coming around like Riverside, L.A. is an extra hour. Okay, that makes sense. But nah, not two hours, fool. No, fool. You got to have a fast-ass car and no cops. I ran into um, fucking um, Canelo, bro. Oh, yeah. I seen the little video you posted, dude. What's he was that chilling, bro, with his lady having Italian food. Oh, damn. Then some fool recognized him first, and I took him. He goes, una foto, por favor. And he's speaking Spanish to this Irish-looking guy. Okay, uh-huh. it's Canelo. Okay. Saul. Was he cool? Yeah, he's cool. I walked up to him, man. He was out, he was creeped out by me, you know. I would be, too. <laughs> Six foot, 270-pound man. Hey, una foto, por favor. slow. Is he a little? He's little, bro. He's cool, man. Short little dude. Little bodyguard, little boxer, you? no bodyguard, no just lady. Okay. Just I was chilling. bodyguard. <laughs> we ate vegan food at the Italian restaurant. It was good food. Yeah, it was bomb. We stood at the Win Steve Win Hotel. You know, there's the Encore and Win. We stood. We stood at the Encore and we stood there because Steve Win. He's vegan now. Now, and yeah, not a lot of restaurants in there are vegan. Oh too, my right? god, dude! They had the most. All the restaurants in that area where he owns, Steve Wynn, mm-hmm. they're all, they have vegan options, a vegan menu, man, because he's vegan. So, man, in the morning, we'll wake up in the morning around 11. Mm-hmm. 
and go get coffee and vegan muffins, bro. Oh, really? Take them upstairs and eat them. How were they? Delicious. Then room service, bro, they had vegan burgers, gluten-free. Damn. I, I would have preferred a big bun, but they gave me a gluten-free bun. It was thin, bro, like a pancake. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. So for room service, because it was actually our anniversary, too. Oh, hell we got yeah. Married Congratulations. Married. Yeah, so, so I don't really spend money, but but man. You guys went all out? I ordered room service, bro. I never ordered room service because I was afraid that room service, they always, they always add like an extra $25 or $30. Right. They still got a tip. Mm-hmm. So I was hungry, bro. Two in the morning, starving, dog. In a robe. Munchies, dog. <laughs> Munchies. <laughs> Guess what I had? What, who? I had a cheeseburger with fries, nachos, and a chocolate shake. That's how you do it on New Year's. That's dog. how you do it, dog. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. Some dude. people do cocaine, dog. <laughs> Not anymore. Some people do heroin. <laughs> Fuck that. Some people stay home and just dab it out and get sad. <laughs> Fuck that too, dog. People, some people are, are New Year's Eve taking dabs. Talking about my last one. <laughs> Everybody with it, I'm going to quit weed, huh? Everybody's going to quit everything. But I'm not going to quit anything, man. <laughs> Keep I'm it made it this far. <laughs> yeah, man. Chocolate shake. And, you know, Lisa from the Midwest, bro. <laughs> they oh. just, they eat their, their burger and fries shake differently over there. <laughs> How's that? She, she likes to dip her fries in the chocolate shake and take out a scoop of shake and then eat it. Damn. Cool. I tried it. It's good. Eh? <laughs> I won't try it in public, though. <laughs> I'll do everything except for the dipping of the fries. <laughs> also, she likes to put um, salted peanuts in Pepsi and eat them. You guys were doing that one with the Mexican Cokes one time, right? It's not that good. Pepsi. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think about that, man? That's cool. Yeah, I'll drink it, like, you know, by handful, but I don't know about dipping it in there. Speaking of fries with shake, Cooper Comedian, Happy New Year, man. <laughs> oh, homeboy Those from... Those uh, eat, um, like, I think in Canada, they, they eat gravy, like, beef gravy fries that? with poutine, little piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. You had a vegan, right? Not that, yeah, it was good. It was one, good, huh? One place was good and one place was okay, dog. I forgot which is the place that was really bomb, though. It was... It very, like it regular was, um, poutine fries. And, and, huh? Yeah, the they were really good, dude. And also that place in Boston. Um, the one by MIT we went yeah. to. What was it called, dude? It was called um, Vegan the... Planet. Yeah, because we went there with <laughs> Vegan Galaxy. Vegan yeah, Galaxy. they were they were good. They, they were, were good. good. They were man. better in Chicago, though. They yeah, were really man. good in Chicago. They taste like the real ones. It was You couldn't even tell the difference. So New Year's Eve. They have they they shut down all the casinos because a lot of people out there. Really, dude. So in, in order to go inside the casinos, you gotta be uh, staying at the hotel. Oh, so when nobody can go party in every hotel like always. No, Cruise man. Through. You can't just be drunk and walking around going inside casinos no more. See your fucking cops everywhere, bro. Really? As soon as we got to the hotel, there was cops in Hummers, bro. Really, like walking around, bro. Pretty much. When I see cops like that, bro, I'm more scared of them than terrorists. You ain't gonna mess around. Yeah, but um. Nobody's going to drive in there, run nobody over, bro. No old man. But they were just prepared, though, Prepared, huh? yeah. You guys kicked it at the wind the whole time? No, we walked around, bro. There was a lot of people camping out, like Rose Parade style, like camping out outside. On the streets? Getting and ready for the re- the best seats to watch fireworks. People passed out already. People Are loaded, dog. Loaded, loaded, like to the loaded. curb? Loaded. Was it cold outside? Cold. God damn, dog. People selling those glow-in-the-dark wristbands. <laughs> What, just for New Year's all? Throw your wrist in the air and shit? Yeah, a lot of people going going out. And the, the fireworks started, man, from every hotel, let out fireworks. Ba, 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 ba. But it looked real cool, though? 
Yeah. New Year, uh, no, not years, 4th of July style. The duds. There was a bunch of bunk ones. Oh, somebody got, you guys got bunk uh, shrooms? No, we didn't, man. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to feed off somebody. I don't know, know what's going on here. <laughs> Neither Give her a microphone. <laughs> Give her a mic. I don't understand what the manager's saying here. I'm an ABCD. Oh here. my God, dude. That was a good one, Lisa. <laughs> we got flipped up by the manager. Oh my God. Um, oh yeah. Those shoes you gave, bro. They're fucking dumb. Which dumb. ones, fool? I don't know which one you gave a long that, time ago. Um, That one, because I got those ones that were good. That one from that one dude, Carl. Those ones. Those ones. Oh my God. Well, see that fucking dude? He gave you a oh bunch. He gave you God. the liquids. Um, He gave you those in a bag. I was like, you, you didn't give me none because I was like, all right, fucking keep them. I'm, I'm cool. No, I'm, I try to split them with you. Yeah, because you split those those good ones that I got. I got two batches and you ended up giving me one. I did those in my room like three times and I was all, I was just staring at my, um, my propeller, my stupid fan on the ceiling, dude, for like three hours all. But uh, so those ones that fool gave you didn't work. No, you didn't man. give that full little kneel during the fireworks show. <laughs> the manager wanted to talk about it because she got she got stomach flu, bro. Oh my god, it was dude. bad. She felt it three days later. Are it you was eating up her insides? Oh, uh, dude, really, dog? That sucks, fool. I've been getting all all sick, dude, off and on for, since fucking Thanksgiving, dude. I feel like shit. The best mushroom I ever had was a lot, was um when I was at I was in uh, Mon- in Carmel, California, uh-huh. with Lisa. And uh, we were watching um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That was good. And Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, those ones tripped me out. Where'd you get those ones, though? Those those good, good ones in. Which ones? The ones you had in Carmel. For you, right? Yeah. From you, from the hippie. Oh, the- Flacco. Oh, yeah, dude. Because Flacco gave me a little, a little stem and a cap one time. That shit tripped me out. I couldn't even drive for two hours. I'm going to stay here in the seat at the Sunset Room, dog. That shit got all red in there, dog. It, le- it was like um, it oh, hit, that was good. Dude. It hit like for forty five minutes where you were. I thought it was all right. Uh huh. And I, I was looking at people's faces right away because that's what I do, and their face looked weird. And others, and then um, the fireworks, like I could see them. I could hear them pop before they popped. No, you because you you like you're a second before your senses. When, when like, they were like, already, like when the cat. fireworks were flying out, I could see like um the the little stars finally right before it's gonna bust and before out. Before you go like. You will see it go up, but now I'm watching it go up in slow motion, and I was enjoying it. Yeah, dude, that's what, that's one good. Joy is a major factor of those things. Yeah, and I was feeling good, man. But like, like Lisa, like Lisa, like told me she was um it was a stomachache pain afterwards. Cause that's what me. I just got I got like in a, in a fetal position, but I always do that. I I, I hold my stomach because I want to get. I get when I feel the blankets on me, dog. This fool, dog. I heard this is what I heard about shrooms that you eat them and it get you sick, and then that's what releases everything. I, and I don't know; I've never researched it. But to me, when they're good is when I can't stop laughing, dog. Well, at least they're gonna start tripping sooner or later. Bro. <laughs> they haven't been released. <laughs> but I you probably just pass them, and they were bunk ones. You know what I mean? That was it. Some of them ain't too good. Sometimes I, I've eaten a couple of times where I ate kind of a little handful, and nothing happened, fool. 
I want to eat some right now. <laughs> this fool, they'll make you feel better, dude. I don't have any more. But that one time you said San Francisco, right? Those were my best times because we a couldn't tsunami. stop laughing, dog. And then y'all, you guys are making too much noise, dog. You guys gotta be quiet. And I was all tripping out for like a half hour. I was like, damn, dog. And then one fool started laughing. Then another fool started laughing. It was over. But the tsunami was intense, fool. I'm so proud. I'm so proud you had to pick up um Steve Dada, bro. <laughs> Window, dog. Fucking Stewie Shrew, the little person. He must have fucking felt it way more, huh? Dude, that fool was red like a beat <laughs> fool. And he, dude, red, dog. Like, he looked like a little devil. Shut up to stripping and easy. <laughs> dude, Steve like Dander. Guy Fury, dog. Dude, he had a red face. Red, dog. Red. Tomato. Fool. Red. And that was real good. But what happened to me on Halloween, I don't know if I did too much or what happened is like. I did some edibles, bro. I was to the curb, dude. I was too. I was. It was too intense for me that night, dude. It wasn't good, dude. And that was the first time in my life that I've. And not that it wasn't. I'm not ever happy to see him, but I was happy to see Carlos Oscarville. Yeah, man. I gave him a, a little hug, like that I wouldn't let go, and then at the end, a hug that I wouldn't let go. Any new, you, any um, New Year resolutions? Uh, to get back in uh, working out, dude. Because I've been having these fucked up ass headaches. Other than that, I'm cool, dog. Keep on doing the same shit. What? What? I ain't doing nothing bad. Me too, man. I'm still doing my regular fifty push-ups a day. Yeah, dude. I got not at the same time, but you know, one here, two there. Uh, and stop, dude. These last two months, I've been getting sick, dog. Fuck. I eat a lot of food, man. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. Like when Mondo said, "Hey, we ate like retards." Well, Lisa made pozole that one night. Yeah, vegan pozole. I don't know if you had it. No, I ate like fucking seven tamales at your house, dog. Were they good? Yeah, they were good, dude. I, I uh, one of the cheese ones, which I didn't like, but. The the meat ones I just ate them, you know the um, jackfruit meat. I just you know co- cover up, but I ate like seven of those. I was awful. They were good, huh? Hell yeah, they were bomb. How was your show at the December twenty nine at the twenty four people dog? Yeah, it was tight. Flaco, you booked Flaco. Fool, this fool dog. You know Flaco has his episodes, right? So whatever It's like. Uh, so I hit him up in the morning. What up, dude? Ready for today? Nothing. I give him a call. What up, dog? It's Rodrigo checking in. You ready for today? Nothing. Send him two more texts. Nothing. Then I call Rizzo. What's up with this fool? And then Rizzo's like, uh, I don't usually try to answer his uh, phone calls at night because I don't want to give him a ride to the hospital. I'm all fool. It's not at night. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay, my bad. Have you talked to that fool? No, he's probably sick then. I was like, this fool. So nothing. He was a no-show, dude. And then uh, the next day he's off. He texts me at 5 in the morning. Sorry, bro. I got sick last night. I should have called you. How was the show? <laughs> Motherfucker, dog. So he was sick, fool. But it's all good. We have, we have a lot of beer left over, something I never, I never used to say. <laughs> I only drank, what, that one day at your house for the um, last uh, show of the year with Toby Hicks and everybody? I only drank one. Toby Hicks drank one. We have like an 18-pack. I was, I was going to bring them here to the All Things Comedy Studio, but they have no refrigerator. <laughs> you have a refrigerator yet? No? <laughs> He's like, donate no. one, bro. Put it right here. And then where, the other we'll podcasts stand. who like to drink beer, you can drink a beer here and drink drive home. <laughs> Ping pow. That's uh, not in no more, huh? Getting fucked up and driving? Well, no. I mean, not, not like in, but before you would do it with because you didn't think about it. But oh, nobody, yeah. nobody like, it's not something that people plan on, on doing on purpose anymore. Yeah, huh? getting all fucked up. I think because there's a lot of those campaigns, dude. And also buzz driving, there's drunk driving, and all the commercials now and all that shit. And even people like go, hey, stop, you better not be drinking and driving, taking an Uber, bro, or I'll give you a ride. Man, how about I'm smoking and driving now? Some people who are just are slow, they shouldn't be wait, driving at all, man. Oh, fuck no, dude. Shit, there's a bunch of idiots on the road without that shit. Like Flacco on the last podcast, I crashed two cars, eh? 
<laughs> oh, that's funny because the day before the show was a podcast. The the show was the day after the show, and I started noticing that fool. That day he wasn't saying too much, fool. He was all, all slow. He had beady eyes. <laughs> like when it looks when he takes off his glasses. Yeah, dude. That was funny when March and Rizzo said on the podcast, I learned a lot this year, Ray. <laughs> if you wear if you wear skinny jeans in front of your mother in law, you're just gonna dump you. <laughs> that fool killed me with those little stories, dog. Skinny jeans, man. I, I, I don't mind a skinny jeans, man. But sometimes, man, like people who, oh, like my weight shouldn't wear skinny jeans. Yeah, get a little room. Cause bro. I start looking like a little genie, bro. <laughs> yeah, you can't wear the skin tight ones, dog. A mariachi style. Fuck that. Come on, dude. Really? You gotta wear. You gotta be like a critter, bro. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be little, little thin legs, dog. Because you see those fools. They don't even pull their pants up all the way to their waist, fool. Because they don't fit, fool. They're like, you know, when a chick can't get into pants like that, dog. Stop, fool. Bring back overalls, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like notorious PNG style. Hell yeah, dog. Fucking chilling with one flap down. And an old school some bugle boys. This one said bugle, but fucking Mervins, dog. Mervins. Who said bugle boys? I haven't heard that word in years. That was gangster if you had bugle boys at the beginning. Yeah, look, dude. Look, trying to look all Marky Mark style. Yeah, they they made those. At that time, they made the khaki ones, the little, you know, fucking nerd, or what's that called? Uh, little preppy looking ones. And then they had their own little mesclia or. You got that bugle boy jeans, bro, with a white T-shirt and a little Yankee hat. Some fucking black Adidas, dog, with a white stripe. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Goddamn, representing over here, dog. Hell yeah, a little Dodger bat in your back pocket. Fuck somebody <laughs> up at school. This said bugle boys. Goddamn. Or what, what was that? Um... What was that store, dude? They used to sell uh, Levi's back in the day. I think we mentioned it before. Miller's Outpost. Outpost. Yeah, dog. Miller's Outpost. R.I.P., dog. It's another they, one of those. They stores. had those pads, right? The Dangerous Blue is what they're called. Yeah, they had every type of Levi's that you would. It was pretty much like the main distributor store, I think. I, mean, I don't know. Anchor, Anchor Blue. Blue. Anchor Blue. Jeez, that's dog. right. That's, that's what they fucked up. When they they should have just stood selling Levi's, bro. Then they started making their own brand, Anchor Jeans. Yeah, no, I remember. Because they used to do the stonewash ones and yeah. everything when that started coming into style. And that's kind of like, you know, when Mark and Mark was hot and all that shit before, you know, before it got too crazy. And then like. Stonewash. Yeah. How about those, when people were wearing jeans that, were, <laughs> that had black on one side and stonewash on the other side? Oh, yeah. They started getting all crazy like that, fool. And then then it got stupid, dog. Then, you know, crisscross wearing your kids. And then uh, Bernie Mac with with, with um, cartoons on his pants. <laughs> well, people would airbrush that shit. That was a picture of him all, hey. You think that's coming back, airbrush on the pants? I think it's too so cheap. youngsters will bring it back, huh? Yeah, I don't know. But some, for some reason, I think youngsters might think that's too cheap, dog. A little sand wonder on your <laughs> pants. <laughs> Listen, people. Um, and that was all like. Put it in a box. <laughs> that was all about uh that was indoor swap me style like if you had the hood like they would you know they did the shirts the sweaters the pants man i, I gotta lie man that's custom shit a lot then. of my gear before i started making money at comedy i used to buy all my clothes at indoor swap meets well I'm talking about cords white t-shirts beanies sweatshirts jackets even my, my tennis shoes. I bring back a little part, a little part of comedy, Latino comedy history, dog. When you guys did that, uh, the CD cover with Big Dog, you Gabriel fucking Ernesto Grichelsky's on there, and uh, big, big bad Rudy Moreno, Dan and Green, right? Yeah, and oh, uh, Dean, 
Dan and Green, no? Dan and Green. And then uh, you had a, uh, you were sponsored at that time or they were hooking you up with yeah. Swole. Swole, Because you still had a little bit. He's like, you could have this shirt. The fucking shit was like a 4X. I was like, it's fucking Mumu. And you were wearing, that was the setup. Like, I remember Gabriel used to have his hat. It said Iglesias, like all like indoor swap made out. And little chain, little gold chains. And yeah. white shirts. Yeah, I did a show at Overa Street with, um, with, with, with Willie Barstana. Not really a show. We were just doing like radio and for some guy, and there was some a lot of Chicanos there. There was a guy named Tight. Javier, but he pronounced it with an X. Xavier. Xavier, no mom is like, yeah. get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> Shut up, this. dog. Chicano studies to the max. Hang out with that little fool. With His name was Javier, but now nah, man, now it's Xavier with an X. Damn, because it was during that all everybody was X stuff. The, the whole Anyways, generation. So that guy was there, and there was a woman there who was there as a sponsor. She worked for Swole, S-W-O-L. Yeah, yeah. New, real nice white lady, young white girl. And um, she said she liked me, and she knew that I was about the streets. <laughs> she said, I would like to send you a lot of stuff. You want a lot of gear. So go for it, dude. Uh-huh. So she sent me sweats, T-shirts, hats, and um, that stuff was too big, dog. And like windbreakers too. And windbreakers. Huh? I like just shit that's like streetwear. Like it was all like you know the like the ending like little tagger days and shit like that. That type so of hip hop. I will cool wear it, Hip hop shit. I will wear that. And then there's another special that I did that wasn't supposed to be a special. It became a special mm-hmm. when I'm wearing all a whole suit, fool. A whole suit of um. I forgot the name brand, but it looks like St. Louis, but it's not St. Louis. You know that, bro? No, no, I'm, I'm trying. I had to have, I had the sweater, everything. I had the pants, I had the shoes. Damn, dude, the, dude, it's weird. I'm trying to fucking scan my brain, but the only thing that pops in my head is when fucking Joey Diaz got sponsored by Dada Shoes. Dada, <laughs> he's coming, Joey Dada. <laughs> That's right, Joey Diaz even had a sponsor. Yeah, Dada. So um, Gabriel and um, Gabriel Iglesias and Ralphie May had sponsors. Big boy or. It was a fat gear stuff. Fuck, dude. I want to say big dog. Big dog. Big dog. That's what it was. It had that big, big dog. Wear. That dog. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was, dude. And uh, Joey Diaz had something else that made big old uh, sweatsuits. It was probably big boy, too. Fuck. I put all the food has shorts, dude. <laughs> and hats. Yeah, dude. They finally comedian got smart and said, fuck this. Do my own merch. Hell yeah, dog. Dada. But yeah, full swole. Oh, What's and that? one, too. Yeah, that's right, dude. For a while, like, uh, I remember. Yeah, man, just G. Riley, man. <laughs> I don't care about your mouth. It's my homeboy, man. He started that shit. Oh, yeah, and back in New York. Oh, yeah, man, man. Fuck a cholo, man. I got application for this. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Gabriel called me. Yeah, man, G. Riley is, is a comic that started doing stand-up comedy. He used to work at the hospital with Martin Moreno, Benny Mena, all these fools at UCLA. And and um, that fool hooked it up. Shout out! Here was all tennis shoes, two pairs he gave me. Yeah, that's when street balling was all crazy. Fool. And one, yeah, dude. That couple never kicked off either. No, they were about on. They were on the brink, on the cusp. Swole just became um, uh, more of uh, posters, huh? Yeah, it was like kind of like they had like in, in before indoor swap meets were torn down. But I seen people with that shit. But around. now Swole's still around though, right? I think big, so. They, they do those big old, um, they do those big um, mascot like when you have in your room, you have a life size picture of a of a football player. Mm-hmm. 
They do that. They do that. Because I know they're closing a little bit different now. It's not the same, fool. They went in another direction. Yeah, man. I want everybody to show up with a name brand. Um, what's the name? Um, even um, who who? Now, yeah, man. they used to get all his stuff at Ross, Corey Holcomb. Oh, fuck, dude. He uh, he was uh, what the fuck? He used to wear a lot, dog. Sergio Turkini. <laughs> Fubu. Yeah, he would wear it like wear it like he's old man. This is shit I wore just once. <laughs> Keep it all clean. That's how I got my man. When I got out my I had that can't believe I wore I wore the hat of that name brand. The sweater, bro. I had the shirt under. I had the fucking pants and shoes. Everything. Academics. Academic Academics. Academics. Yeah, I remember that shit, dude. Yeah, they, they never sponsored me, but I wore their gear. Oh, I thought they hooked you up. No, man. Um I bought it. Because I was going to do a show, and I thought maybe if I show it to them, they'll give me more gear. Academics. <laughs> out academic out. Yeah, dude. That was back in. I remember when people did that one Puff Daddy show. He was uh, he's all, he's all selling his clothes, Sean John clothes, at a discount to the comedians. He wasn't even giving it to them, dog. Damn. <laughs> Times were tough. It was too, man. It was like a, it was like a Letterman sweater with the academic label on it, the pants. And I could have had the bout if they had 42. <laughs> this fool, dog. But before all that, like, I used to wear just Abercrombie and Fitch because they used to fit my waist 38. Yeah, that, they make good clothes, though, dude. Or they I had a fat-ass sweater that, that the Ivan used to wear, that red one. Oh, yeah. That's when we nicknamed it Catrin, dog. Yeah, that's right, Catrin. Yeah, well, stepping out of the Montero. What's up, fool? Our guest today, before he, when he comes in, we'll just put him right in a chair if he shows up. He'll show up, hopefully. Honest John. <laughs> That's a crazy. Any honest John stories, bro? <laughs> the one time you're uh, busting out his death, dog. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I signed his death certificate. <laughs> oh, the rumor started by a guy named Ernie G. He was Ernie G was was doing a show in um, Colorado with Danny Abeda. I don't know if you know that guy. Jimmy Abeda. Jimmy Abeda from Colorado. Yeah. And um, shout out to Jimmy Abeda wherever you're at. Um, Honest John got sick at that show. Jimmy Abeda called Ernie G. Ernie G pronounced him dead or sick. By the time he got to me, I called 10 people, told him he was dead. And I even called the Haha Cafe and I talked to Terry and I told her John, Honest John passed away. Oh, he can't. He has a spot at eight. <laughs> yeah, dude. I even got drunk and I called Honest John and I left him a message. On his John. Because at that time, he still has an old school recorded message, dude, that you record your, like, you know, clicks to your landline or whatever. Yeah. I ain't dead, motherfuckers. He started, we, we started work, I, I worked with him at, um, he used to always do my show at the Wild Coyotes. Always, dude. But didn't you say one time he picked you up over at the 7 Eleven in, uh, in Silver Lake and you guys went to go do a long ass road gig or something? He hooked me up with a gig, bro. He picked, that's where he picked you up? He picked me up up there on Silver Lake and um, 7-Eleven and Silver Lake. And we drove in his car with no radio. <laughs> Long conversation. And back then, they didn't smoke no weed or nothing. Sober as a kite, dog. Sober, bro. Took two naps on the way over there. We got lost. Are you serious? Because that fool smokes uh, puffed, always puffed with us. He smoked cigarettes back then, but he goes, Hey, Philippe, I have a, I have a sore throat then. I'm going to save my voice for the show. 
It was a three-hour drive, fool. Oh, he didn't want to talk? So I fell asleep. <laughs> Found out that he was a, he used to work at that mental hospital right there in Silver Lake. Oh, you were saying he was used to be a nurse? On Hyperion, yeah. Oh, that's just, that's that's still there, right? Or is it gone? It's still there. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm trying to think. It's like right there. The little catty corner from that pizza shop and all that right there. Yeah. He was always cool, though, dude. Always nice. Really nice. Always ate candy bars, fool, after he was done with the little set. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fool, he always ate, he'll open it up at a pack. I was like, damn, who saves half a fucking Snickers bar? That fool always looks the same age to me. <laughs> he's never, he's, uh, he's always looked the same. Yeah. 70. <laughs> a good 70. He got a start um, at, um, Dr. Dre liked him. That's what, that's uh, how he started coming on the scene? Yeah, and he Back put him day. on his video in a couple of movies. Yeah, because I talked to him one time, and he's from, like, Rhode Island, I think, from the East Coast, and he came out here to play music. He's yes. a musician. Yeah, fool. What did he play? Well, I don't know if he plays. He writes music, too. I think he played some for us one time. And then uh, that's pretty much all I, you know, all I kind of really know about him, except that uh, I remember when, you know, the black people say, man, he goes in there with a little tie-dye shirt and little leather jacket. Everybody thinks just a little old man, and he goes in there and kills. He does better than the black guys. <laughs> yeah, dude. But he always, you know, was always at the Coyote. He was at Tortillas before it was a Coyote, Casa Latina, other little shows. And Fat Tuesday. Yeah, he was always a little killing it over there at the comedy store, huh? The original lineups. I've been watching that show, um... Silicon Valley. How is it? You like it? It's good. It's about a startup startup company and how they get started up. That information. I saw the last episode I saw Citric was in there, bro. Oh, are you serious? That's he cool. He plays though. a graffiti artist, a famous one. Oh, damn. It's funny, man. It's funny, the episode, because um, T.J. Miller hired him. Oh, really? That That's a comic, huh? Yeah, and when when they're, when it, when they're talking about... Um, Hiring him to do the logo for them, Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. He don't know. He's doing a graffiti on some wall, right? He just he just doing some graffiti on the wall, and then when he's done, he goes, "Man, this is my neighborhood, man. We gotta get out of here, man. They're gonna like this graffiti." And as soon as he takes off, this the um, rival gang member passes by in the car, and T.J. Miller takes off. But when he when they hire him, he draws a photo of that of that. Ha- Somebody having sex with a Statue of Liberty, bro. Damn. Um, the Indian guy. Big old mural. And then at the, anyways, at the end of the show, somebody buys that a painting of um, the Indian guy having sex with T.J. Miller in the ass for five, half a million. <laughs> Damn. Because he's the graffiti guy. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. They sell a lot, fool. Really? If you're famous like Banksy or Swan or somebody real famous, don't don't like like when when Banksy writes on the wall, whatever he writes, people are like will will get a, like a, a cement saw, whatever they use, cut it out, cut it out, and sell it in a museum. Remember when the whole Banksy thing when he went to New York and he was on there and he went to some neighborhood and those brothers were covering up with a with a piece of cardboard and they weren't let, they were charging people to take pictures of it and they were paying. Yeah, because it was in their neighborhood. I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll write this shit. I'll write over it. Yeah, the whole thing about Banksy was well, seen him with that uh, exit, uh, exit from the gift shop documentary. Was I'm, you know, he's always eluded police. Nobody knows what he, what he looks like. That's a cool part. So though. they say. Yeah, dog. But any graffiti artist, you start getting big, you start selling merch. That's when uh, the cops start coming at your ass. They don't want you to sell merch. Huh? Fuck, they don't. They're you're gonna profit enough crime supposedly or whatever. Or like Chaka never had merch. Dude, that fool could probably sell shit now, dog. 
You think so? Yeah, I think people still remember that shit. How about you, dog? Stop merch. <laughs> Fuck that. Dude. What was your name again? Decay? <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. But yeah, that's when the, the sheriffs start coming after us when you start profiting. So they don't like say. people writing on Walt period, huh? Nah, fool. Well, they're making a big stink about that. They're going to turn it into prosecutors now, LAPD. The whole the homeboy there or whatever people changed the Hollywood sign. That's right. Um, A lot of Californians and people in LA were, were woken up by the sight of the Hollywood sign. It was changed to hollow weed. Yeah, and that happened in 1977, too. They didn't really, like, really mess it up. All they do is add on extra pieces to make it look like two E's. Yeah, that, or they can paint it right there, right? There you go. Put banners up. Over that, the two, the the O to E's. Yeah, vandalism. Imagine they would just put, um, knock it all down, just put What's So Food Podcast. Well, that'll be tight. <clears throat> that'll yeah. be tight, huh? Yeah, walk in here and just fucking get arrested next week. <laughs> oh, there'll oh, be like a, maybe a tiger or a couple of fans start being tigers and they write What's So Food Podcast everywhere. Well, dude, you could probably do that. And you couldn't get busted for that. Or put our stickers everywhere. Yeah, you can't get busted for that if you don't put them on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. We're scraping off, uh, with, you know. Scraping off what? They'll be having to scrape all that shit off, dude. They leave them on there. Me, when, I put the, when I put the Felipe's World sticker at places, I usually put them like in the trash can. Like if I see a trash can and it's covered up with plastic, mm-hmm. I grab my sticker and I put it right in the plastic so people go to a trash can. They see my sticker, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be vandalizing. I put them where all the other ones are. Fuck it. Some people have ridiculous stickers, man. <laughs> like shitty bands. <laughs> Too much going on, dog. I know, man. Some people are better at merch than they are at mu- being a musician. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. And what is that, like a 90% uh, hustle, 10% talent? Who wrote that, Mariah Carey? <laughs> Did you see her, man? Yeah, dude. Well, so lip, sing, this... lip singing and, and, and messing up. So what's the story with that shit? Do you know anything, any details? That... Here's the story, man. She sucks. <laughs> On top she of that. She always sucked. And she never could sing live. And she, and she was all, wasn't that's, she? I thought it was Honest John, that's Young John. <laughs> His son. <laughs> and Because uh, she said that the sound was, wasn't right, and that's why she just like gave it up, and she started putting the mic to the audience. You all can sing. She like a diva like that Man, or what? New Year's. What do I, if you can't do a live show, just say no. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do a live show or something about she didn't. We didn't rehearse this one with the sound guy or some shit. Yeah, where were you at? Re- rehearsal. <laughs> do what happened. She has a, a a stunt double, you know, a woman, a double, uh-huh. and that double went to go do sound check and sound everything for her. She was in there, so. It's like me, bro. Like if, and we're if we're um, running lines in a movie, you know. I should be over there running lines with the actor, but I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So I just sent my stand my stunt double over there. So, so my stunt double is over there getting all the notes from, from the director, from the DP, mm-hmm. and supposedly supposed to come back and give me those notes. So that's what Mariah Carey's um, double does. But I guess you couldn't find Mariah Carey and told her, hey, the microphone ain't going to work, ho. <laughs> You're about to hit a wrong frequency. But this is how professional the people around her were, though. If you watch the show, when she started messing up, those guys who are dancing with her broke dance and got close to her to pick her up to really save face. She could just be singing up in the air and nobody could really be seeing her her, her lips move. There's still... there's. 
ways to avoid a catastrophe like that. <laughs> you're really lip singing. If I'm lip singing, you know, everybody knows when you're lip singing what to do if you don't know the words. Turn your face away from the audience and continue doing the show, right? So that's what her dancers tried to pick up Mariah Carey and, and then swing her somewhere where she could just, you know, get her bearings together, you know, to get. To so that song. didn't work. She jumped off. Well, she got off that guy and started walking with oh, a microphone. Yeah, then, she started walking away, right? Then the women dancers, the female dancers with the feathers, trying to cover up her face to, you know, get I've it together. And she still didn't do it. She, like, walked away from all Finally, that she shit. just gave up, bro. Yeah, that's when she started handing the mic to the audience or pointing towards them. Yeah, man. And I didn't even give a fuck Dick anymore. Clark wasn't there, man, but there was a lot of dick. <laughs> she fucked up. Yeah, that was kind of surprising, you know? For, but And then she she's the kind of act, woman that takes gigs to do a one show for Saudi Arabian fools, bro. Oh, yeah, that mad money show. That mad money, you know, like Beyonce money, Jay-Z money. When, when they go do shows for these rich Saudi Arabian guys that pay them, what, $2 million to do one performance— I want to know if she's lip singing there or is it a live show? Probably like a live show. Because she's done these shows. I, I've looked it up, bro. Oh, dude, I bet. Dude, that's... She, 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 got, she got paid like probably 10 times more to do that Saudi Arabian show than she did that show. Yeah, they get paid handsomely, dude. Hell yeah, bro. When Gabriel, all the comedians go there, they get paid good, bro. Fat cheese, bro. I don't know about getting paid good. I've never been sent over there, but I probably wouldn't go, man. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> hey, that's no, a long flight. Yeah, man. So that would ha- what happened, man. Like she couldn't keep up. At least she didn't go out dancing all goofy like um, Jessica Simpson's sister Ashley Simpson <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. Oh, but she she got she she messed up with the lip sync though, right? That's what happened to her. I've done some shows like I was wondering too, man. When I when I, when I do those shows like Platanito or when I'm on a when I'm at a at a TV show in the morning, is the band not playing? But now I noticed that um, I try to remember now. No, nothing's plugged in. Yeah, they put it in after, right? Yeah. So just lip syncing, huh? Yeah, they're just doing it and they're just going going through with the motions. So we're being fooled this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's TV, dog. Because it's it, I guess it's hard to to get that little. Well, they don't want to mess it up live, too, you know. Yeah, yeah man. We're not we're lips. We're not we're lip syncing right now, people. Not, we're not really here. <laughs> this was tape on Monday. And you know what I heard? The one thing, uh, they lip sync, right? But I heard the backup vocals because nobody, she had the mic way, and you can hear the backup vocals to her songs, to that one song. Well, you saw them with The Temptations, right? Yeah, yeah. And when I, when I got from The Temptation with an alcoholic and he couldn't stop drinking, and he was drunk, singing drunk, right? And what they do, they turn off her microphone and brought in that backup singer in the backstage Back. and put up his microphone real high. Doing his part. And he sang through the whole night for two hours. Yeah, dude. While the other fool was going, la, 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 You could probably hurt him a little bit, huh? Fuck Otis, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, on stage. But not for the whole thing. For the, you know, they had the perfect little brother in the back like a... Now it makes me wonder, man. Is fucking Ozzy Osbourne really singing? That fool's crazy, dog. I heard he sings, dude. And I heard, uh, but he has a teleprompter in front of him. That's why they they take shots. How can shots. you forget the words to your own songs? I think his mind's that gone, fool. Yeah, dude. 
And then they have the the sound engineers with the monitors only for him because, you know, like, they'll throw your ass off if you're playing guitar. He's all fucked up. I am Batman. <laughs> His parents were killed in Gotham City. <laughs> but I heard he has those big-ass letters, a little teleprompter in front of him. That's why they only take pictures. You don't see, like, uh... You see his from the waist up because it's on the bottom. I know that's the Rolling Stones, man. Probably too, dude. I remember a lot of people Fra- do it. Like Frankie that. C got the Rolling Stones. They're gonna change their name to the Kidney Stones. <laughs> Frankie C. Their tour gonna be held by the, um, sponsored by Depends. <laughs> all right, all right. Carrasquillo, dog. Forgot about that. Mondo seen him at a bus stop, dude, like two years ago, fool. Dude. That guy was more blind than Flacco. Yeah, he was super blind, dog. He would stand there on the bus and wait for the bus and then to, to look to see if the bus is coming. The fool would take out a telescope. Yeah, dude. On top of his uh, bifocal glasses, like thick-ass glasses, fool. Thick, fool. Yeah, dude, goddamn, dude. I still smoke pot. Yeah, science. Little scientific I, I, glasses. I, I, I'm surprised he did really, really well while coyotes. But I was promoting him, bro, to the whole show, ladies and gentlemen. Five more comedians to you to see the sexiest man in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Two more comedians to see the sexiest man extravaganza live here, ladies and gentlemen. He'd give him that. I was uh... pumping him up. And then when I finally brought him up, bro, everybody said, he is sexy. A fucking bad old ass man. <laughs> That he fucking killed, bro. Yeah, well, he always gave him that little, you know, that I don't know what part of New York he is, but, you know, that Latino, Puerto Rican flavor, dog. I was hanging out with Paul Rodriguez one time, watching his set. Fucking, fucking same set 25 years. <laughs> he wrote for a lot of comedians, though. Yeah, dude. They never wrote back. All right, people. <laughs> yeah, that one joke, fool, that used to always make me laugh. He would Which say, one? That one's all, you know what I like in a woman? Me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He was always papi, papa after every little joke. But that was a good ass joke, dog. He had a cu- I just don't remember right now. You met, you mentioned a couple right now too, dude. That fool gave me uh uh the you know they have the 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 book um the book they have a book called um for AA alcoholic anonymous the blue book a little twelve stepper the twelve step book for AA. Mm-hmm. This fool gave me the twelve-stick book for Gambler Anonymous. Are you serious? He had yes. a problem? No, I had a problem. Oh, damn. I don't know how he knew. He goes, Papi, I got you a present, Papi. Un presente. Un presente. You know, I know, I know what you're going to go do tonight, but don't do it. So he gave me a little book in a paper bag, dog. Oh. <laughs> I opened it up, and it was the Gambler Anonymous blue, um, blue book. Twelve steps to quitting? Twelve steps. Just like AA. Just like it was just the same type of story for Alcoholic Anonymous, but it was for Gambler Anonymous. It's an addiction. Hardcore right? story, bro, from the 1940s, 50s, dog. Like, like fools just gambling their mortgages, bro, and um, everything. The banknotes. And then losing their homes and their families. Fuck. It happens, dog. It happened. You get serious, huh? Well, if you get into You've been shit. addicted like that? Like, you never been addicted? Like, I have an addiction personality where I got to have this. Just jerking off, huh? <laughs> Gotta jerk off. I jerked off at work. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I've had jobs where I was so pissed off. I didn't wash my hands, dog. <laughs> Dust. I've done that shit. I went back to I'm my. I get a piece I, I, of me. I was like, I think I was like, I went to my job and I stood in there, man, and 
If you would have been sitting, taking a shit next to me while I was doing that, you would have thought that I'm turning into an incredible Hulk in that bathroom. <laughs> All you heard was, and then a toilet paper. Only do it in solo restrooms, dog. They come back outside with fucking weak legs. Sorry, I can't climb that ladder. <laughs> the not washing your hands part, that should kill me. Yeah, man, dusty. But yeah, and also don't be those cheap or cheesy people go, oh, that's why I don't do that because I have an addictive personality or whatever, you know what I mean? Who well, I played Madden the other day, uh huh. yesterday. Like I got up at 6 in the morning. I thought I was going to go work out, bro. I thought I was going to go make coffee, have oatmeal, and come back and be all. What you say when people do shit? I can't even say it because I don't do shit. Mobile? I was, I, I was all motivated, dog. I, was, <laughs> I, I thought I did stuff. Nah, man. I ended up waking up. Lisa ended up working out. She went to the Y. I stood with slippers, playing Madden. I met some fool. And, and uh, normally when I play Madden, I don't like talking to the people I'm playing with because I don't want to start a conversation. You know? I get to know too many people every day. Bro. I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah. I, I don't want to <laughs> talk to a stranger on PlayStation. So this fool started talking. Hey, buddy, you there? <laughs> you were feeling it this, this 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 last yesterday morning? He goes, hey, buddy, you there? I could help you win. <laughs> and I said, all right. I said, all right, hey. <laughs> What's up, fool? <laughs> hey, man, um, I noticed you have a problem with running. <laughs> and I said, all right. You noticed her Yeah, here. man. Yeah, man, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I don't talk too much, you know, just like, you know, I'm fucking losing 38-0, right? Damn. He goes, yeah, buddy, I can, man, I have a lot of good ones, man. I could, I could give to you. I wouldn't even sell them to you, man. No, you don't want them. We could just sell them. So uh, I'm going to email you, eh? What a nice guy. Dog. I'm going to email you, right? So this fool gives me a lot of good players, like players I've never heard of, like a quarterback named Winston. He's, like, he's rated 90. I think he's the quarterback for the for Tampa Bay. He's he's good, right? He's good. It's he's better. Emailing you, he's dog. better than Cam Newton, bro, on Madden. Really? But that's pretty good. But, uh, but uh, as far as people like the, the the when people talk about football, his name is hardly ever mentioned. It doesn't come up. Yeah. So he's awesome. He's rated ninety four. Madden, he's kicking. So ass. then, I I, I was running my my running back used to be um, Giovanni Bernard from the Cincinnati Bengals, right? So then this fool gives me another fool. Who, dog? Oh, man. I can't even think of his name right now. But he gives me a, he gives me a fucking a, 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 a wide receiver named, named Holmes. He's from Atlanta Falcons, I think. I don't know what team he's in. Holmes? Real good. Or Hones. Or Hill. I don't know, dude. I don't know, dog. But he's good. Badass? Badass. He's rated 94. Damn, 90 and 94. Then he gave me a running two, two running backs. One of them plays for the Panthers. I don't know his name. Fuck, I can't even think of his name. Well, he gave me all these ones, right? Okay. All these good players. All these good players. I went from being rated 79 to almost 90, bro, on Madden. Just with your players alone? Yeah, because he, he taught me how to. I went. Listen, man, I'm going to put them up for auction right now. And then you just go grab them and give me anybody. So, yeah. He he put to all these players in a trading block on Madden, and and I and I didn't know how to do this. I went over there and I got them all. So now I can't, I'm I'm not the best yet, but I'm good now. So then so he tells me, I'm telling him, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a comedian, man, just like out of the blue. What do you do? I'm a stand up comic. Oh yeah, I'm a millionaire. 
He goes, yeah, I'm having a show in Miami. Fuck, I'm going to buy a ticket right now. God damn. So the fool said he bought two tickets, dog. A play, two plane tickets already. Really? So they go stalk me and kill me in Miami. <laughs> this whole dog. They're going to charge me for the fucking players, bro. <laughs> so, hey, dude, so how do you, how's that shit work? Because that's why I don't like playing with you guys. Because, dude, you motherfuckers kick my ass right away. I'm like, man, fuck that. I don't want to play, dog. But, uh, so he puts them, you're just trading the players in? He gave them to you and he built them? Yeah. Okay. So these players that he gave me, I could I could have bought them or saved up 100 Thousand gold bricks, which takes forever, because mm-hmm. you only get a thousand per game if you win. So that's okay. Yeah. So um, he gave them to me, man, and he told me his name and everything. I looked that fool up. He said he used to play with Cam Newton. Really? He he he's from Auburn, Georgia. He went. He played football for Auburn State. I looked him up. It's this big old corn husking eating fool, bro. Six foot three, three hundred pounds. Big old fool, bro. I looked him up, and um, I didn't see—I didn't see him feel a millionaire or anything like that. But <laughs> he seemed legit. He said he's going to the show. He likes Jay Farrell. Oh damn! Okay, that's crazy. Like, if you're a millionaire, would you admit you're a millionaire on PlayStation? Nah, fool. Fuck that. <laughs> nah, fool. Well, it's funny. Goes, that's but bragging, funny dude. because it's not like a <clears throat> like a like a southern guy, like a redneck guy, but like an old man. Yeah, man, you sound like a real nice guy, man. I'm going to throw in those games for you. I'm going to hook you up, buddy. You need help. Then he t- then when we're playing, he's destroying me, bro. Destroying me. He said, yeah, man, Um, you know what you got to do, man? You got you to gotta play the quarter offense or the dime offense, hold four, you know, because um, they're going to run all over you, buddy. <laughs> so he's coaching me. Did bro. you know all the, any of that stuff? No. Yeah, because I always thought you knew everything from, like, uh, Madden all playing that shit, dude. Let me tell you, man, when I play Madden, when I choose my place, I just ask Madden. Oh, is that what? Yeah, because I used yeah. to play on Hope. I don't, know. I don't know what these dots do or say. I just know that sometimes, man, I, I pick the right player, I get an interception. Oh, okay. I know now because, you know, I was losing too bad. Normally, I would lose at Madden and not take it seriously. But now I look on YouTube, bro, and try to learn how to, how to get these plays. And do you learn on YouTube because the guy's yeah, saying it as yeah, he's playing it? I okay. Because, I, dude, I didn't know any of that shit. That's why I don't play. I learned, I, man, because if, I know <laughs> when I was talking to this guy from Auburn, he said that when I, if the, when a guy runs on me, that I should pick a, a dime offense, a dime defense, press four. And he goes, as soon as you pre- do that, press triangle and press down. So I did that and I, I stopped the run, dog. Damn, and those are the little tricks you didn't know. Those I didn't know. Yeah, because like, that's why I can't get into shit that I can't figure out right away because fucking I feel helpless, dog. That's why, that's why I, I feel on Grand Theft Auto, bro. Oh, and you're not good at that? I get in that car, bro. I get stuck in the corner. I can't get out. <laughs> I thought you were good at I know you guys were pretty decent at a, at a Madden, but I didn't think you were. It seemed like you had a deficiency, and now you're shining, dog. Man, I, I'm like, if I get start playing Grand Theft, I start, I start playing, um, what's the other one? Um, Tour of Duty. Okay. I join a team. You're playing with strangers. Oh, bro. Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Black Ops. You have your fuck. You better turn your microphone off. Because these fools will be like, hey, man, who the fucking douchebag keeps dying? <laughs> How about that one fool that had the dude with the black voice that always messes with those kids? Oh, my God. He's comedy, dog. You want to laugh? Laugh. Go to, go to, go to, uh, to Call of Duty, Black Ops, Black Voice. You sound interesting. There's this guy doing a black voice, could be a black guy, 
and he's playing um, Call of Duty. <laughs> Dude. And, and it's a bunch of little kids, little boys, dudes <laughs> playing. And it, it, he throws you off like by saying like this, oh, man, when you saw sex. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll suck your dick, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Man, you're a fag, man. No, 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 no man. I ain't no fag, man. I'm just friendly. I'm just friendly. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest, you know. I, I, every once in a while, I like to talk a little dick. <laughs> no, man, you fat, you gay. No, no, listen, man. What's up, man? Who, 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 who's that talking over there? Man, he sounds sexy. Put him on the phone. Let me. I'm, I want to bathe this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they, what's up, man? Oh, man. Nah, man. Nah, man. Nah, man. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really a fortunate little boy, man. Just my microphone all messed up. I sound black. <laughs> He bought the microphone and it came with that voice. Yeah, man, I bought the microphone and it came with this black voice. Yeah, man, normally I'm a 14 year old boy. But but the microphone's all messed up, man. Oh, oh let me see. What, what button I got to touch? That, that button, let me see, man. Man, how you guys doing there? How you guys doing? Are you guys doing fine? Then he goes, oh, shit. It goes back to the black voice, but that shit's funny, huh? How'd you, how'd you find that <laughs> fool, dog? I don't know how I found it, man. Dude, that fool was, was watch- comedy, I, I was watching tutorials on Madden, and then Isaac was watching um, Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty, and then I saw black face, black face, black voice, and I went to it, and I fucking died for two hours. But what what's that fool's doing? He's talking shit to those fools and kicking their ass yeah. at the same time. It's not he's like- good at that, though. <laughs> yeah, he's distracting he, he's those blowing fools. blowing their heads off. <laughs> Yeah, man, just blow your head up. I really want to blow you. <laughs> he says some funny the ass shit. The funniest one is when all those little kids are talking shit. Come on, man, give me your address. We'll go to Chuck E. Cheese right now. <laughs> goes, then the little kid goes, where you live at? I live in Africa, but so right now, I'll, I'll, I'll canoe my ass over there. <laughs> yeah, doc. That fool has me there, rolling. I'll be over there in 36 hours and 30 seconds. Just, <laughs> just wait on for me, man. Just tell your mom you're sick today. Don't go to school. Yeah, man. Tell her to have some hot cocoa ready. <laughs> it's just stupid shit, though, dog. But funny, dog. Funny, dog. Oh, oh, oh man. Um, that your lady. Oh, man. You better tell her to shut up, man. You, you, you come back. I'm back. <laughs> Dude, that was comedy, dog. It's funny, man, because, like, people get famous just talking shit, huh? Yeah, fool. Watch no the Rizzo trying to blow up. <laughs> yeah, dog. It's a little hits. I think the the best ones are like when you're doing when um when they show up. It's a funny one. There's a Cuban guy. I don't know his name, but he speaks all his memes, all his um in his Spanish. And um, that black fool, that black fool. And then there's this video. What he say, there's a bro? video. It's with macabra. Yeah. There's, there's a video of a black fool getting burned in the head by two women, but they're all helping him out. One is filming. One is being friendly. One lights his head on fire. And he's speaking in Spanish with a Cuban accent. Pana. Dude, that fool was funny, dog. He's all. Que macabra. <laughs> para que lo invitan a la casa para hacer esto. Mírame. Uno le habla. Otro le con el incendio. Incendio. Y uno con la cámara. Mira, papá. Pana, no. <laughs> Yo lo mato. He's <laughs> a, a voice of reason, fool. That Hell fool yeah, was cool. Fool. Yeah, and I never heard of that fool. How'd you stumble on that fool? Somebody showed up, bro. <laughs> oh, the reason I, I hooked IG, up. IG, right? I know. It was Facebook. There was a Cuban guy who was all for Trump. Oh, that's, that's Trump. A, he said un desastre on that yeah. one. He so, was t- 
tell him, bro. Well, no, he he had the picture of that dude, and this is a Cuban dude from Cuba, I guess. Yeah. A Trump hat, a Trump shirt, a gun. Remember, a gun? he had a gun. And uh, he, dude, that's when he said un desastre, and he, you know, it had him going off on why he's gonna vote for Trump, and that was kicking illegals out of the country, and that's what he wanted to do. Mira, este llegó en un barco, yes, un dude, it was awesome, dog. He was breaking down this guy, Way before the this election. conservative Cuban guy that was talking about, you know, he voted for Trump that's in Spanish. His, in Spanish, that's his opinion. But um, later on, this other Cuban guy, he was talking shit about that guy in Spanish, saying, "Mira nomás." <laughs> Calm. Mira nomás, pana. Este desastre aquí. Yeah, dog. No es humano. <laughs> este este hijo de la gran puta vino en un barco también. <laughs> Yeah. Y ahora va a decidir quién entra y no entra. Si entraste tú. Tú entraste aquí, pana. <laughs> well, he basically telling the Cuban guy, you came here illegally too, in a boat. How are you going to tell people who gets in, who doesn't get in? Hey, call him a hypocrite and everything, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that's how you came up on that fool on Facebook. Yeah, I remember you showed me that shit. But he's he has he says a lot of like logical shit, fool. That um that Cuban dude. Ronda Rousey, bro, got knocked out again. Fuck, dog. People talking shit. Got lit up, dude. People talking shit. A Brazilian beat her up, dog. Legitimately. We got to give Ronda Rousey a lot of credit, bro. It's like someone telling you, would you get in that crazy ring with that crazy-ass chick for $3 million? And Ronda Rousey said, hell yeah. <laughs> if like, she's making 100000 Yeah, the homegirl got paid for those chingas. Paid, huh? Yeah, dude. I noticed, man, like, when Joe Rogan was announcing that fight, he doesn't get excited, bro. Like if if when when Ronda Rousey is getting her ass beat, as, as opposed to the other girl that got beat up, like he's not excited. Like I know, like if Ronda Rousey would have probably been winning, Joe Rogan would have been like, "Oh my god, oh my god, this is the best fight in the whole wide world, amazing, pound for pound, oh my god, pound for, oh, this is animal. She's a she's Tremendous. a beast." <laughs> but it's like now he knows. That what was gonna happen? So he, the commentary didn't—I don't know, man. Just feel like he's, he's not excited no more. It's like probably he, a Rousey fan, yeah, or he knows what's gonna happen. Because you know, it's, if you would have heard the announcing of that UFC fight in, in Portuguese, oh, dude, she lit it up. Chola madre, <laughs> dude, she was throwing blows, dog. It's like um, maybe he was, he was rooting for her, man, but it just sounded like. I don't know. The, the excitement was in there, man. And I, they they stopped it, though, because she didn't get to the credit. They should have let it go a little longer. That's all I'm saying. I don't just feel like there's a little bipartisan there. You yeah, know? they had to step in and not really see her get her ass beat, beat, and beat. And she didn't really congratulate her at the end of the fight. Because she was talking a lot of shit before the fight, right? What she was going to do to her and everything. Yeah, dude. I don't know too much of that fight world bullshit, but yeah, dude. Homegirl got lit the fuck up. A hundred thousand, bro. And a, another hundred thousand to win. That's two hundred thousand. I think Ronda Rousey should just come back again and fight for another. She could. People say she can't make another three million. Let me tell you, man. I she's she famous, can. bro. Yeah, fool. Famous. And, she, and it's, it's like um, it doesn't matter if like most comedy clubs. I don't care if this guy does Messias jokes. I don't care if he does Dane Cook jokes. I just know that this place is packed when he shows up. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, you. it's the ugly truth, but if you can't get people in the seats, what the fuck? Ain't that exciting? I know, like, like, um, like when that, um, when YouTube stars, 
meme, those meme stars, when they do their um, improv shows, packed, bro. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. It ain't funny, but they're selling beers. Oh, dude. Or remember in Kansas City, that little fool with the um his little uh, his little fucking dinosaur suit. It's all the little teeny bopper girls that go. They're selling hella fucking uh, desserts and um, food plates and sodas, though. But, I mean, dude, during the day, fool. She got rocked, huh? Rock nasty, dog. Lit the fuck up. Man, I, that's. That's that's one thing, man. About Ronda Rousey, man. Like she go, she, she, she man. She she has a lot of fucking balls, guts, bro. Like, cause she she got beat up by other girl real bad. Takes a year break, comes back, makes another three million. I think this chick lit her up more than the other one. The other one cut her with that kick. And uh, but what happens? Like, dude, this hung this chick was from Brazil and hungry as hell, dog. Oh shit. He's here, dog. Out of the blue, cocksucker. <laughs> Where's he at, dog? We said, with the key type shirt. Sure. What up, Honest John? How's everybody doing? Good, good. Get in the seat. We've been waiting for you, dog. Well, uh, Waze wouldn't tell me how to get here. <laughs> right, yeah, put, put your lips up to the mic, dude. Get to the mic. So I said, Waze, you need a new app, dog. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't tell me how to get here. Damn. It was like, we hate Felipe Esparza. We ain't telling you how to get there. <laughs> he took the wrong ways. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Honest Jan? Oh, What's up, man. Honest John? Step up to the mic. It's good to see you guys. Oh. I'm very happy to be here with you. Like you got Honest John right here, baby. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Before you got here, we were talking about that one time I told people you were dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I, I got like 50 calls. I was out of town when the rumor went around, so I didn't know I was supposed to be dead, you know. Always the dead guy is the last one to know. <laughs> so uh, I came back, and there's all these messages on my machine, like, Honest John, I heard you're dead. And I'm like, well, why the hell are you calling me? <laughs> but it was kind of like being able to go to your own funeral. So many people had so many nice things to say to me. That it was really a great experience, you know. <laughs> Out of body experience. That's funny we're, we're talking about how how the story got how where the story where the story originated from. Yeah, and um, it was it was a story a show with Jimmy Abeta, and you were supposed to be on it, but you canceled, and he called Ernie G and said you died or some shit. You were sick. Ah, uh, no, that what that, that that what happened was I I went to Chicago and did a show, and I was actually almost passed out on stage. And I told uh, the people, the other comics that I was with, that I had almost passed out because I had the flu. No, I, what did I have? I had something else, but I was really sick. And uh, But I wasn't anywhere close to dying. And so what happened was, uh, the, as the rumor circul circulated around, it went from passed out to passed away. <laughs> so oh. that rumor started in Chicago, uh, but th then it made its way here, which is nice to know that I, you know, I wasn't just a local death. <laughs> I was nationwide. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I remember when I, I was telling Terry from the haha, -ha, um, she said, wait a minute, here's the spot at nine. He can't be dead. <laughs> and I made it. <laughs> and I made it to the spot. So, uh, yeah, the rumors of my death were greatly exaggerated. And uh matter of fact, I've and this is kind of sad, I've managed to outlive a lot of 
other people. Yeah, man. That that were quite younger than me. So I don't know. I don't exercise. I smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I eat the wrong stuff. I'm still going. I was telling Felipe, like, after shows, you would pull out, like, a half a Snickers bar and continue eating it. You were, like, you're always fond of candy. You always have candy in your pocket. Well, you know, uh, my doctor told me I got to cut down on that. So now, uh, instead of doing candy bars, I'm doing energy bars, you know, stuff like that. Stuff that fills you up but has less sugar. Oh, okay. Although I still have a thing for M&M's peanut butter. Mm. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You still smoking those Marlboro Reds? I'm still smoking the Marlboro Reds and a lot of weed too. <laughs> a lot of weed, man. A gripple. He was always he's always puffing. Oh, I'll tell you something. For the next four years, going to need a lot of weed. Oh, with all this bullshit that just happened. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Like when I'm straight, and I think Donald Trump is president, I'm like terrified. But when I get high, I'm like, oh shit, America, you tripping? You know, <laughs> and I start thinking about how much material I'm going to get from this guy. So, where, where are you? Where, where are you um, originally from? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. What part? Well, I was born in Maine. Maine. But we moved out of there in 1954 when I was like five years old. So I, I don't even have. I have very, very few memories of that. Grew up in Rhode Island, and came out to Cali in '77. Was going to be a rock star. I oh was, yeah, I was with a band. What band? Uh, nobody ever heard of the band. That's uh, that's why we had several different names, all of which sucked. And we got out here, you know. And in Rhode Island, we were like the stars of the bars, you know, <laughs> working killing every it. working every weekend, killing it. Yeah, got out here and saw all the different bands that were out here, and it was like, oh, geez, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work out. Uh, but it one door closes, another door opens. But that door didn't open for ten years. I was out of show business for ten years, and then I decided, hey, well, I've always been funny. And I saw, like most people, when they tell their story about how they got into comedy, they're like, I saw this guy, and he was so great, and I wanted to be like him. My story is the opposite. You saw a comic on TV, right? I saw a comic on TV that I thought was terrible. <laughs> And I was like, this guy's terrible, and he's on TV. I'm funnier than him, and that's how I got into comedy. And did you uh, write a tag that was funnier to one of the little jokes you told me? Yeah, I forget what it was, though. You told me that story, though. I mean, but, I, yeah, I, I took one of his jokes and put a better punchline on it, and that was my first joke. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And where did you start open mic in here in uh, L.A. area, Hollywood? Yeah, a place called The Natural Fudge Company. You remember the Natural yeah. Fudge? Forty-three and Crenshaw. All us old G's remember these places, you know, that you used to go to. Natural Fudge. You bring a show. You had to bring three friends, which I didn't have that many friends. I mean, I had three friends. I had more than three friends, but I didn't have enough friends to be bringing them there every week. So uh, after a while, I found where the open mics were. You could get the L.A. Weekly. They have a listing of all the open mics. And you would just, I would just like, I would take a nap after work and then I, and eat dinner. And then I would go out and I would sign up at one open mic and then go to another place and sign up at that open mic and go to a third place and sign up at that open mic, then go back to the first place, do that one, and then go there. Fortunately, gas was a lot cheaper then. The natural fudge was, was on, um, on Fountain, bro. On Fountain. Not 43 and Crenshaw. That was another room. 
right by Normandy. Normandy, yeah. By Brenda Starr, I think her name was. Johnny Johnny Roberts. Johnny Roberts. Yeah, Johnny Roberts. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I really did like those people, but that whole bringer show thing is like, I mean, that so sucks. You know? <laughs> Pay to play, in essence, right? Yeah, well. And what was your whole entrance into the uh, Black World of Comedy? I took a wrong turn on Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> 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 no, I, I had friends who were uh, uh, black comics, uh, you know, and, and my stuff was very political. At the time, uh, it still is political, but it's I, there's a lot more than the, just that in it. And you know what was going on back then was all this stuff that had to do with race. Uh, the Rodney King thing uh, happened shortly after I got into comedy, all that kind of thing. And so I would be doing stuff about that, and <laughs> and the black comics were like, "Hey, you know, come on down and do our shows because you'll do well." What just struck you so funny? <laughs> oh, my God. I thought I was your joke right now, man. Which one, fool? Oh, fool. He said that joke about uh, that um, he read that Honest John said. I read somewhere that Suge Knight made um, Homeboy, uh, what's his name? Drink drink a, a, a piss, you know, in a, in a jar. What's in there? Drink a, uh, a drink a jar of piss. piss. I forget who it was that he said he did that to. Then the white boy rapper with a big thing. Vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. So yeah. night made vanilla ice drink yeah. a sip of pea juice in a in a fucking glass. Yeah. Now the jar says, "Shit, you gonna make me do that shit? You gonna put some ice in it?" For <laughs> 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 give me a little straw. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Suge has obviously not changed his ways. So, uh, <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. So I mean, uh, like, like fate I, in the courtroom. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they've had the trial yet. But he. Oh no. He he ran some people over twice with the guy. It wasn't like he hit him and then went away. He hit him and then he said, "Oh well, I'm backing up and rolling over these." So so there's no. That shit was funny when he came into the courtroom with a with a with a blind man glass and a stick and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh I was working on the the wash, uh the movie The Wash when Suge Knight got out of jail. Uh for whatever he had done before, I, you know, uh, and and so one day he was in jail and the next day he was out of jail and that day security on the set was doubled. All of a sudden there was twice as many Armed security, there was all these people, especially uh, people just walking right next to Snoop and Dre and all that stuff. So uh, I'm not ever, I'm not going to say they were scared because those are they're pretty street guys. But they were concerned. I think that would be the word. Wow. Extra security guard because he got out. Yeah, dude. That, fool. that was during the beef. Yeah. Because he did oh, when yeah. it's like uh, this master's back and all that stuff. Oh, the yeah. recordings and all that I shit. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you all see, saw the Straight Outta Compton movie. So. Right, right. So that, that's cool because so many people have seen that. You don't have to explain. Why? What what the problems were between between those people? It's it's in the movie. So so if you're wondering what we're talking about, you just ain't culturally up to date yet. You got to go see <laughs> Straight Outta Compton. Dropping knowledge there on his John. You're also in a movie with Eddie Griffin. Foolish. Foolish. 
when Eddie Griffin is talking to his manager on his job for four in the side. <laughs> and and uh, dying. 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 Not because I'm bad, but because it was in the script. All right. I had right. to die. Okay. You know, uh, so uh, uh, so I, uh, they didn't show it in the movie. But uh, I improvised a bit that everybody loved. I, mean, I was sure it was going to make the movie because what I did was I mooned the audience. I had died so bad and everything, and I was pissed off, and I mooned the audience. And everybody was like, oh, that's great. That's great. So then I said, oh, everybody loved that. I'm sure it's going to be in the movie. And then what happened was I went to the screening, and they just showed me dying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you audition also for Mitzi Short, the comedy store, like everybody else? Oh, sure. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, my name's on the on up there, you know. I mean, for a while I was a regular there, but now they ain't giving me much love. But, you know, and, and, like I like the comedy store and all that stuff. But I was a star before they put me on, and I'm continuing to be a star even though they're not giving me much love now. You know, comedy clubs are a gate. They're a gate into the industry. And there are plenty of other gates if, if that one isn't working for you. So, uh, you know, I've, I, I, you know, I, the places that I went to uh, eventually wound up working for me. You know, I've, I've done some cool stuff. Now, you mentioned my past movies, but I'm also, I have a, a, a very small part and major deal, which is uh, all Deaf Digital's new movie. Uh, I play a homeless guy, but it's a, why don't we, I don't know, but uh, I guess I just look like I should be homeless. I don't know. <laughs> but then uh, there's another movie that's going to come out called Heaven on Seven that I have a major role in that we made in Chicago. Do you play God? No, I, <laughs> I, I don't play God. Uh, God does not make an appearance in the movie. There was also <laughs> a great article on Keys of Comedy that came out on, on um, GQ magazine. Uh-huh. And there was a little, a little side expert, a little side note on his John in there. Really? Yeah. And what is this uh, article? GQ. On? In GQ? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was they a key of the comedy. <clears throat> and they said, like, how much money is made, you know, in, this, in, the, in the black comedy business that nobody mm-hmm. really tapped into. Right. Because you know, they're making tons of money, huh? Not you, but. Not me, those guys. but, but some, some guys are. Yeah, some guys are. But yeah, I mean, let's face it, there there is. A whole, uh, like, I've actually made a living mostly in the urban comedy scene. And, uh, you know, here I am. I'm, it's uh, 30 years in the game now. And uh, I, I quit my day job in 97. Uh, so somehow or other, I've managed to make enough money to survive from then until now. Be in the mix, stay afloat, and all that stuff. That ain't that ain't bad. Hell you know? no. One time we were driving. You told me that you used to work right there at the Silver Lake Mental Home, right? Uh, I I did work uh, at several. I worked at the State Mental Hospital for ten years. I worked at a place called Edgemont Hospital for a few years before that. I I did work at uh, at the place in Silver Lake. I forget what the name of it is, uh, but uh, the, the mental hospital there. Uh, and then I decided, you know, I don't really want to help crazy people. I want to be one. So <laughs> that's what I do for a living now. 
I'm a professional crazy person. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You ever had any, like, tough gigs where you didn't get paid? Oh, yeah. In Seattle? Oh, oh, I didn't go to that one. Oh, no? <laughs> no. So we, we had Lunell. She said, um, <laughs> it, it's a, uh, it, what would she say? It, it's um, and, a rite of passage for comedians to get robbed in Seattle. By that particular person. Here's what, here's what happened with that, with that gig. Um, there's a, a guy, I can't remember his name either, right? But he had, he did gigs, shows in Guam and he did shows in Seattle. Uh, well, he's Pierre. No. Pierre. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, Stockwell. that was his name. Anyway, <laughs> he screwed me in Guam. That was that gig that sent everybody there on a 17 hour drive, 17 hour flight. And helicopter? For 1700 bucks, I think, or 1500 Yeah. He screwed me in Guam. So, uh, so he booked me in Seattle, but he booked me through this lady. So I didn't know that it, Pierre was behind it. So what happened was uh, uh, a, a few days before the gig, I called up and said, well, I haven't got the deposit yet. And she let it slip out. She was like, oh, well, I'll have to talk to Pierre. And I said, oh, this is uh, Pierre's gig? And she said, yeah. And so uh, I said, well, you know, I need to get the deposit. And they never sent the deposit. And so on the day of the show, I just didn't go to the airport. And uh, so then they uh, they kept calling me up, but I wasn't going to let them know I wasn't coming until it was too late. So I just didn't answer the phone. So I wound up getting even with him. Honest <laughs> uh, <laughs> John is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would talk about how you called me out of the blue many times, but one time you called me up and um, Felipe got a gig. It's in um, Blythe. Damn. For um, that dude that puts on the thong. Oh, Daryl Blackshear? Daryl Blackshear had a room over there in Blythe. And you picked me up at Silver Lake at the 7 Eleven. And I took the longest route. Ah! <laughs> you still use that the wave zap way back then. He had eh? the old Toyota, bro, <laughs> with no radio. He didn't, He wasn't smoking because he had a sore throat. So it was silence all the way over there. I fell asleep. He got lost. He took the long route. I took the long route. I should have gone out uh, the 10 and then gone down like the 15. And instead what I did was I went went down the five the and then eight. through the eight. God, and to the one eleven. Damn. Yeah, you guys so, went through El Centro? Yeah. And then way back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was stupid. Catch but, you on the flip side, dog. But then, you know, that was before you had GPS. That's Thomas guy days. Yeah. No, and, even if we got even if we, if we had a Thomas guy, we would have to get a Thomas guy for three counties. <laughs> We would have had to have, like, a library. Yeah, because we going to take the eight. That's saying that, you know, crossing Oh, my Tarino, God. Riverside. I totally forgot hey, how f- the long road you took then. You took the five to the eight to the 111 instead of taking the 10 to the 15. It was, yeah, it would have been a long ride, but it wouldn't have been. That long. This was an epic. <laughs> <laughs> so we're driving. Over here, dog. We're looking for directions. We can't find nowhere. We see a light up in the hill with a house open, right? It was a Coke machine. And we get there, there's four older white men. And Honest John goes, my name is Honest John. And the other guy goes, my name is Honest too. <laughs> Fucking brother, dog. And the other guy says, my name is Honest Dad. And then Honest, he looked at them like with a face, fuck you guys. And he just walked away. Shut up, fool. 
<laughs> we get there two hours late to the show. Shut up. It already started? No time for nothing. But the crowd was hot. Was, was still there and waiting. waiting for us and loved us. And loved one of the best crowds we ever had, really. And they were sitting around for two hours. Oh, yeah. We, that's fucking awesome. While we drove. I had to fill up the car about three times just to get <laughs> Shut it. up, <laughs> fool. Yeah, I didn't know it was that, that long. Fool. We, what? Then we, we, after we, when we drove back. We just went to the gas station and filled it up for the fourth time. <laughs> and uh, I bought me a sandwich. And then we were driving home the right way through the 10. Uh-huh. Fool. We had fog for an hour. God yeah. I mean, Remember that block of fog? I mean, we, oh, kind of OB John Kenobi over here, bro. Uh, I, go was, I was driving about like seven miles an hour, man, you know. You couldn't go any faster. You couldn't see. Oh, yeah. No warning sign. We had no radio, but there's no warning sign for fog like that, dude. One hour. Nothing. We couldn't see in front of us. Pops out of the blue. We made it home by the force. (laughs) (laughs) Had a little little, uh, uh, cane with a red tip on it in front of the car just tapping (laughs) the freeway. Yeah, man, I, I missed those times when we used to come to Montebello with a hot box in your carpool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, you've been in this game a long time. I mean, you know, it was when your hair was actually respectable. Short. Yeah. <laughs> respectable length. Looks like a dirty hippie now. <laughs> Everybody watching. Respectable length. And like it's it's amazing because I have seen this guy grow as a comic. I, I met him; he was funny. He was naturally funny. But you know, there's a whole thing that happens as you go along, gain experience, you work on your craft, and all that. And so, you know, now he's a, he's consistent. You know, where one of the things that all of us had trouble with when we were new is one night you do great, next night you die, and you don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember like killing a Latino night and then going on Monday to a comedy store and then bombing. I had one good night, one bad night. But I learned from the mistakes, though. The confidence level was better now than it was when I was starting off. Yeah, plus, I mean, you know, uh, like I've been writing jokes now for a long time. So uh, I have a lot of jokes and I don't have to do the ones that aren't that good anymore just to fill the time in my set, you know? I've been I've written enough jokes where I can do a set that's entirely good jokes. Not that all of them are knee slappers. You can't have a roar every joke. Sometimes you have to give the audience a little rest and give them a few giggles on the way to another big laugh, you know? So, uh, uh, but, you know, I, I mean, uh, we've stockpiled material. So the lame jokes we don't do anymore. No, bro. <laughs> the lame ones I remember, though. <laughs> They're the ones that make me giggle when I'm in the toilet. <laughs> oh, and, and I, you know, sometimes you'd write a joke, you'd be like, oh, this is going to kill. This is going to. And then you get up and tell the joke in silence. Like Honest John and Wild Coyotes, bro, a bunch of mongos there, a bunch of thugs. <clears throat> and that fool's doing a bit. Yeah, we're finally going to have a Mexican in the White House, and all the rooms are going to be filled. <laughs> People living in every room in the White House, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but there was one time I was uh, at, I don't know, I forget where it was. It was it was uh, Willie Barsena's. Kicked you, right? Big. Or, 
no. pig. Uh, and uh, there were these this 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 uh, young lady and her guy who were screwing around with all the comics. And I got up and they started screwing around with me. And naturally, I I drove a you know hit them with with some shit. And she got up and started yelling, "Don't fuck with me! I'm from Tijuana." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I thought I recognized you from the Donkey Show." <laughs> and then her and her boyfriend charged the stage, but security held them off. So <laughs> that's a good ass comeback. That's dog. a good comeback, man. <laughs> Dumbass. I-, I had to follow that comedian with the puppets, <clears throat> the one with the big gums. Willie Wood in the not Willie uh, Wood in the hood. Willie Wood. Oh, uh, the. The original. No, there's three of them. There's Willie, there's Tyler. Willie and Woody. Willie and Woody, and then Tyler and Lester, right? Tyler and Lester, and then there's Wood from the Hood. Yeah. That's yeah. the one you're talking about. I'm talking about, about Willie Wood. Yeah, the one, okay. Willie, Because yeah. he's the more ones that were doing it back in the day. Yeah, Willie Wood. Oh, man, I had to follow him after, after a Wild Coyotes, after a, um, like a Laker game, and um, he did really, really well. And um, I went up right after him, and I got heckled by this lady in the front hard, bro. You suck. The other guy beat you, eh? He's way better than you. He beat me. What do you want? He want you, bitch? He can have you, fucking bitch. Like that, dog. Like, you just let it go? And the car went crazy. She goes, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. She goes, I'm going to make a phone call right now. Who are you going to call your babysitter? You're going to come home late, bitch? Lock the crowd, dog. Ah, oh, damn, dog. <laughs> she was waiting outside, though. Shut up, fool. With the battle. Lakers, Lakers jersey and everything. Ugh. She wanted to kill me. She oh. had too many schooners, dog. Lakers jerseys you don't worry about. Raiders jerseys you yeah. worry about. They will kill you. <laughs> Who the best place you ever performed at where you said, man, I'm coming back here forever? Oh, there's been tons of them. You know, I mean, I I have done real well more often than I have done real badly. Uh, but even at the places I went real badly, I still came back, you know, because uh, when you're young, that's what you do. You, if you're thinking of starting out in the comedy game and you think you ain't going to die, you got a, a lesson coming. You, you're going to die a thousand times. And if you're thin-skinned, if you can't handle... Disappointment and failure. The comedy game is no place for you. You know, you have to be ready. You have to die, and then next night get back up on stage with the same confidence as if you'd never died in your life. Damn. You died a horrible death too, Howard Rodrigo. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking all this about me. How many times you die, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> a grip. <laughs> yeah. But it was always more devastating, more hurtful when I died in front of a crowd of Mexicans more. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's always me, you know? Opposed to, you know, get a little naughty in the silence when motherfuckers just don't say nothing. You can hear motherfuckers drink their beer. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man, but, like, when you're dying, how bad of a memory you have. Oh, dude. Like, you can have a 10 billion jokes that are going to kill. They don't come to your head. No, no you get amnesia, you, dude. You, you get forget stuck. I understand that. You do get amnesia. You, huh? get, you forget how to think, for how to talk right, yeah. dog. The worst is when you're oh. bombing with no... You start bombing, but there's nobody heckling you. Nah, dude. There's nobody the heckling you. When they're and, quiet. Dude. And you start feeling like 
you start looking at the people in the audience and you know somebody what's going to say he needs help. Because <laughs> at least heckling, you can get some back and forth and come alive, come back to your feet and, with that. And here's the thing. When you go out on the road, let's say you're headlining at a at a comedy club in East Bumfuck somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Regardless of how you're doing, you have to do your time because the waitresses have to clear, you know, clear the checks, checks. and do all that stuff. So you can't just like, like uh, punk out. You have to do your time and die for, you know, the whole forty-five minutes. You know, you have to you keep, have to keep going till you get the light. There's no bailing out early. You can't you can't bail out. So that's when you that's when you grow as a comic, especially if you can manage to turn dying nights around and have a decent set when you've started off dying, stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, all those terrible gigs in the bowling alley and the discos and stuff like that are another thing that strengthen you. At the time, you're just having an awful time. You're hating every minute of it. <laughs> but, you know, you you do those gigs, you plow through your shit, you get your check, and you go home. You don't take a victory lap because you didn't have a victory. But, uh, you know, those kind of gigs are the kind that help you to get through situations that, uh, you know, where you're starting off struggling, but you know that you can turn it around. You have confidence because you've done all these terrible, awful places. If you've just always done the comedy clubs and the cool places and stuff like that, <laughs> the cool. you ain't prepared for that kind of reality coming and hitting you. You know, and it will sometimes on the road. Hard. <laughs> And you have to hang in there and do your set because you're getting paid for that. And you're still going to go out there and sell shirts. <laughs> well, no, you, you ain't going to sell no shirts the night you die. You might as well just pack them up and go back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll get your you'll get your sales the nights when you kill. How many black groupies are you taking home? Ah. <laughs> uh, Ooh, I'm gonna take this white boy home and bathe him. You know, I've 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 had a few uh, nice experiences. I've had a few nice experiences lately. Not so much. Every now and then, I do run into. Never gonna get it. Never gonna <laughs> get it. <laughs> the invoke chicks. That's playing our song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and every now and then, I do run into. There are younger women. See, for one thing, I'm not attracted to women my age. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so every now and then I do run into younger women that are attracted to older men. But it, it's not that often. And I don't go out. Freaks. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know, dirty old men need love, too. And uh, but, but uh, you know, it, it, it's like I don't go out looking for. It. And there are some nights when it could even be handed to me and I would have to say, look, I got an early plane flight, you know. <laughs> I really don't have time to hit the, hit the shit. You know what I mean? Because, you know, if you got a 6 o'clock flight out, and it's more important for you to make the plane to make the pussy. You know what I mean? So you, you have to make that decision. Like, no. Because you, you can't just, like, you know, just fuck them and then that's it. You got to be nice to them. You got to give them some drink. You got to talk to them. You got to... Make out for a while, then you hit it. Then you got to get them out so you can go to sleep because you don't want to go to sleep 
with a stranger in your room when you got your your money in your pocket. You know, you 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 want to sleep by yourself. So sometimes I'll just be like, no, that's it. I'm just going back to the hotel room, and ain't gonna deal with none of that other shit. I know, man. The hardest part is getting rid of them, bro. <laughs> they want to give it right to the airport. <laughs> They want to get what breakfast in the morning. Whole nine yards, man. So, so you the whole time you're having sex, you're you're, you're planning your exit, bro. You're like, how am I gonna get out of here? This shit right here. Yeah, and especially if it's in your room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're in their room, all right, I'll just bye and go down the hall. But if you're in your room, then you have to plan that strategy. You gotta start packing right away, bro. As soon as you're done, bro, so she gonna know you want to leave. <laughs> Start making a, yeah, man, with a wake-up call for two hours from now. What? Two hours from now? <laughs> Something yeah. like that, right? And you don't want to fall asleep with a stranger in your room. I know, Not with man. your money in your pocket. Take a photo with your wife now. <laughs> if I'm married, man, I don't worry about that stuff, man. <laughs> a little snap. I know, man. How can you be married? And that's a risk. Now you're going to worry about not getting caught and, and uh, making your plane. <laughs> and getting rid of her. That's too much to think about it. You need a stunt double, dog. And Come giving, on, bro. You could do it, dog. <laughs> and giving your wife to clap, which is a sure yeah. sign. Then she's going to want to talk to you. Like, uh, how da, how come I got this? Where'd you get it from? Yeah. You, know? you got to think of, not if you're a player, you're going to be like, okay, Cleveland. <laughs> if you're nah, that chick was, the, she told me she was clean. <laughs> this girl only gave her a handshake. <laughs> oh, that bitch who gave me a hug and a kiss in my ear. <laughs> Too um, much, man. That ain't how it works, dude. And, and, and your wife knows. Yeah. Your wife knows. <laughs> she knows if you if if you, if if she got something and unless she playing around. So if you if you get the clap, right? If you get the clap and then you know you gave it to her and she don't say nothing about it. That means, you know, she's hitting it outside, too, because she should be if worried. Huh? If she hmm. should be like standing at the door with the rolling pin in her hand going, what you've been up to? You know? <laughs> Fuck that. You're just sharing she has the clap. Now. She has the clap. You have the clap. It's an applause break. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up on the job? Where you at this week? Let our listener know where to watch you. On the 15th, I'm going to uh, Houston. To the joke joint in Houston, 15th of uh, this month. Uh, and, you know, local gigs, you kind of, a lot of times you find out about them. On Instagram. What's your Instagram? It's at Real Honest John. At Real Honest John. Twitter, at Real Honest John. And I'm on Facebook. Uh, there's also an Honest John fan page on Facebook and all that stuff. And, yeah. How many tie-dye shirts do you have? Uh... Right now, I have about nine. The last time I saw you, it was a pink one with a yellow and a green. That's the one you wore on TV. Uh, I when I when I'm going to go on TV, I always go out and buy a new tie dye, and I don't wear it until it's the TV gig. We should have got a what's up full tie dye shirt. Hell yeah, that'll be cool, dog. You should wear tie dye too, Rodrigo. But <laughs> okay, if you were to wear tie dye, you look crazy. <laughs> like, who is this fanatic? <laughs> all tied up. What's up, fool? Any gigs you got coming? Uh, January twelfth, I'll be at the Ontario Improv with uh, Edwin San Juan. Oh, he's back. Yeah, for a little oh, one nighter. Uh, t- tell Edwin hi. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, and by the way, uh, on a low note, uh, just 
want to send out my condolences to Ricky Harris's family. Yeah, rest in peace. And uh, I was a good friend and great comedian. And I was out of the country when it happened, so I didn't find out until too late to to uh, uh, go to any of the memorial services or anything like that. But uh, I I remember Ricky, and uh, I'll always appreciate him. He had that room in Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, I used to do that room all the, the time. The cage yeah. or the cave, one of those. And it was a good room. What's up, fool? Rodrigo. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Any resolutions? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to smoke any more weed. Oh, no? I'm not going to smoke any less weed. <laughs> <laughs> this fool, dog. I'm going to yeah, smoke man. the same amount of weed I smoked last year. Me <laughs> too. Hell yeah. Picture time. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.